I'm we were recording and then we just take this. Right. Hello. Is, is that actually working? Hello. Hello. <laughs> this is a live recording podcast by me, Rosanna Cheers. Um, at the Young Familiar event with um, guest Ellen Rollins. Rollins. And say hi. Hello. Hi. Um, so basically, I wanted to ask you some questions. Because um, we met through Gemma Abbott, and I thought, oh, I really need to do a podcast with her. She sounds so interesting. As an artist with synesthesia and ADHD, Yeah. 
Yeah. But my teachers have never understood me. I've always been um, non-understandable. <laughs> yeah. And um, I did an art course in London, masters, and then I did a masters in in art psychotherapy as well because I'm very interested in how um, we can express ourselves and maybe even heal ourselves uh, through making art. That the art can contain our, the paper can contain our difficult feelings. And I also feel that art is another language. It's a language without racism, without prejudice, without difference. Uh, if you go to trees, just very quickly about the forest on wonder. When we look at trees, we embrace difference. If a tree is really big and old, if a tree is broken, we admire them, we love the difference. When we look at humans, we can't stand the difference. Um, I think that's why we are so fascinated as women, especially with trees and forests. And why, I know you haven't asked me, you've asked me about university uh, degree, yeah. but I feel that um, we both have this in common where we ramble. We ramble, yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're <laughs> ramblers. But basically, um, if you're asking me about my degree courses, I definitely think they helped me sort of try and stay focused on a brief. Yeah. But um, my brain has a billion ideas, so I tend to ignore it and go off. <laughs> <laughs> I um,
in the arts, if we're allowed to express ourselves and push boundaries, we can make incredible arts. Thanks for the clap. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think, well, we're all different and um, everyone's special in their own way. And, yeah. Don't, um, no judging. <laughs> Even though I think pre-judge. <laughs> I contradict myself all the time as well. Next question. Um, um, this one's interesting. Um, did you do you have your own studio space um, to work in? Did you just find wherever wherever you are and wherever you end up? Um, I actually then started laughing on the train when I read that question. <laughs> My mum has now said to me, Eleanor, you have to start finding a studio space in London <laughs> because. Um, every single carpet and surface in my flat is absolutely covered in paint. So um, it is time to get an artist studio. The only difficulty is, and I don't know if people with autism and ADHD agree, but at night, that's when our mind awakens with ideas. I can never sleep, I'm always making at night. And yeah. um, something artist studios close around 9 or 10 pm. So I think I might need to find a 24 hours, do you Yeah, I'm thinking so much more now at night because this podcast is like all I'm thinking about. It's like, oh, I've got to get so many more people on. Um, and then I've got ideas to make more sculpture 3D-wise. Um, but yeah, it's, um, I'm just thinking so much more now about this podcast at night. <laughs> so, um, I'm on the podcast for Ryan, guys. <laughs> um, and I don't have my own studio space. I just, um, we have a shed. So I make... I make I make That's a studio space. Yeah, kind of. It's a studio space. Um, but yeah, so I made my doll's house, my red doll's house in the shed with my dad, and I made my life-size silicon figure in the shed with my dad as well. Um, luckily, I was able to get this made at uni. It was my degree show piece. Actually, I actually have a question about this. I actually have a question about this time because. I'm six foot tall, yeah. and I, it's it's the first tent or sanctuary where you can actually walk in at six foot. Yeah. Was that a deliberate choice, or did you just make it big? Yeah. Like, what was the reason for it being so tall? I wanted it big. I wanted to be able to. I wanted tall people to be able to go into it because I've got tall friends. <laughs> Nicola again, mentioning Nicola. She's a tall girl. Those are often those are my other friends at Evie Carter, so um, we're not here today, but they will hear this because I'll show them. Um, but yeah, they're tall, so I was like, I need to be able to make it possible for yeah. um, tall people to be able to go into as well. So I need to be able to um, make it fit for everyone. Accessible to everyone. Um, just yeah. for the audience um, who don't know, um, I was approached to do this podcast because my film is over there. And um, the first thing I asked Rosanna is, uh, do you mind if I ask a, a, a personal blog question? And she said, okay. And I asked her if she had ADHD, and she said, yes. And this time straight away was ADHD. And um, I don't know why I just picked up the microphone for you, it's your podcast, but the reason why I'm incredibly um, drawn to this tent 
is that it is incredibly accessible and a lot of art galleries forget uh, neurodiverse people or artists. And being able to look at this gallery from within here, where you have autism or ADHD, was a sanctuary and made us feel safe and made us able to access art and even watch that film over there. So, thank you. Um, thanks so much. Yeah, basically I wanted a space that was my own. Originally I said to my tutor, I wanted to learn my own room. The people, but no, because this uh, last year, last year it was going to and the show was meant to be about being uh, incorporating all the artwork and connecting it together. So unlike the previous year when you had like two people um, having separate rooms to have their artwork in. Um, so this was like um, a compromise to begin with and then I, I, I drew to love it. Um, and the fact that, it, you know, those people really enjoyed it. And you could see out. Yeah. Um, like my friends particularly like that. Again, I'm talking about Nicola, she loved that. <laughs> she loved the fact that you could see out. Um, she mentioned about that on Saturday last week. Um, but yeah, I wanted it safe, comforting, stimulating, interactive. All that, I wanted it. And I want to see red incorporated. I had to have it, it was red. I've been obsessed with red now. <laughs> Um, and I'm representing red as well. Um, I'm red knitted socks. Knitted by my mum in the audience. Right, so yeah. So shout out to mum. Next question. Um, you um, have an exhibit here. How do you exhibit? Um, what's the experience like? Have you, and what's the experience if you've exhibited in other exhibitions before? Yeah, so um, I have exhibited abroad in China and Luxembourg and in London. But um, in 2015, I worked in disability services at the universities for many years. But it wasn't until 2015 that I discovered disability arts. And I now identify as a disabled artist. And since doing so, I don't need to ask for my access needs or describe them or explain or anything like that. They just, um, you know, um, my access needs, I simply tell them and then they sort it out. So since then I've um, performed and exhibited in Tate Modern, in um, Mayan's Art Pavilion, in Hoxton um, Art Shares, um, and lots of different places and places I would never have access to. I directed shows with Gemma, the curator at Camden People's Theatre, Battersea Art Centre, Lots of different places, and it's because of identifying as disabled, not that I am the problem, yeah. but that I need barriers. Um, um, what's your question? Yes, so, but actually, I have to put this on the, the Minories, is it the Minories or Minories? Minories. <laughs> Facebook um, thing. This is the first exhibition that was incredibly accessible for me. Yeah. Um, she made a cinema, that's never happened at all, ever. In, I've shown video art in lots of different galleries. Um, Shape Arts, which um, shows disabled art, they actually show art of disabled artists, but their, uh, their curated shows are not accessible to neurodiverse artists. So Gemma um, curated a show that is fully accessible to autistic and ADHD artists. And so she keep going on about it, but 
it's been especially important that art, which is a language for a lot of people, will and um, yet they can't always access their own shoes. Amazing, yeah, I think it's great that this uh, exhibition has been so accessible. Um, last question, Ted.
so weird, huh? Yeah. But um, again, I loved your sanctuary because it was very sensual and at the same time safe. Um, and lastly, quickly, um, what's one art material if you had to choose um, that you couldn't live without? I'd say a red biro and my red notebook. Because I love a biro, I love to keep these sketch and doodles, and it's got to be red. <laughs> <It's a bit hard. laughs> That's the hardest thing in the world to ask me. <laughs> um, yeah, well, yeah, actually, I agree with your mum. Paper, surface, a surface. Because actually, receipts are actually incredibly useful. Whenever someone says, Do you want a receipt? I say yes, because I can always write on it later when I don't have paper. <laughs> but yeah, I would say something to write with, yeah. something to write with. Thank you so much. Um, and I'm not... Yes, that's good. Um, this has been my first ever live podcast. Um, Will you enjoy it? Yeah. So much. Um, my name is Rosanna Chu, and this is my den, R-E-D, signing for Rosanna's Everlasting Den, by the way. Thank you. <laughs>